Blog Talk Radio. Radio show. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, I am the pet psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those that have crossed over. I dedicate my life to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. You can find uh, tips on animal communication, and you guys can check out my website and talk about animal behavior and also how to sign up for classes on my website, which is thepetpsychic.com. Again, thepetpsychic.com. And we've got a special show today. And actually, I, our show producer and my host, uh, cannot make it today. She is actually flying her mom back from Japan. And so for all of you guys who know I and know her story, uh, she gave part of her liver to her mother, and her mother is doing awesome. Her mom's really healthy, and now she's coming back from Japan, and so I'm on a flight with her right now. So she's sorry that she missed it today. Um, You guys can call in at 917-889-2693. Again, that's 917-889-2693. You can also log into our chat room, or you can chat with other listeners um, I usually host the, uh, she usually um, mans that chat room, and unfortunately, uh, I have a hard time multitasking, talking to all of you guys, and watching that chat room. So you guys, it's open, and you can chat amongst each other, but I probably won't be taking questions from there today. Um, but thank you so much for joining and keeping that, that open. Um, so I would like to get right into it and get into talk to a caller. We are going to pick up Allison and Sweet Pea. Allison and Sweet Pea, you are on the air. Hello, Laura. Hi, Allison. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. So tell me, you have a 19-year-old cat who passed away? Yes, Sweet Pea, um, I had him for 19, approximately 19 years, and he passed away um, August two years ago. Um, I believe he had cancer when he passed, and I was so fortunate enough to be there when he did. And, of course, it was very difficult, but um, I I listen to your show every week, and um, just um, here lately I've been having some dreams about him and maybe him potentially coming back, and I don't know if that's just hopeful thinking, or if that's really him trying to communicate with me. So I wanted to ask you. Yeah, that's so neat that you're having dreams of him. And that those dreams are all of a sudden? Have you not had dreams of him in the past? Um, I did, um, you know, relatively close to him passing. I would have dreams of him kind of coming to me and kind of comforting me. And um, But I, I really tried to listen a lot to, you know, trying to let them go and um, yeah. kind of go through their journey as well. And, and so while I would gladly welcome him back at any moment in time. I also understand that there's a learning process for him and, and things that happen for him on the other side as well. So hmm. just trying That's to understand really if... Sorry. 
You know, it's really great that you um, feel that way, that you, you know, would like him back if it's time for him to come back, but also really respect that there is this other life and that they're okay on the other side. And what I find that's really amazing about people who can let go like that is a lot of times those animals, if it's in their destiny to come back to you, those will come back faster. When we hold on and miss them and not let go of them being here in life, those animals have a harder time finding their way back because it almost adds like a little desperateness to it. <laughs> um, and yeah, and things can't flow as easily. So that's that's really nice. So tell me, what does Sweet Pea look like exactly? He was a long hair. He was a Maine Coon, so he kind of had the markings of a tabby, kind of long haired, um, kind of like a a, a taupe black kind of mixture of colors. Okay. Okay. Let me get Sweet Pea. Tell my mom I'm telling her that I love her a lot, that I want her to know. I'm always with her. And I thought about coming back. And I like having somewhat long hair. <laughs> and I also like the idea of being a little orange. Oh. I want to be brighter. <laughs> and also I want to have really unique eyes. I want to tell my mom... And I'm also coming to her at this time to tell her that it's okay, that things in her life are okay. And although sometimes it feels like you might be alone, you're not alone. And that there's a lot of great powers that are watching over you. And I also want to tell you to eat well. <laughs> and to play. It's important to take time to play. You should play with your friends. <laughs> Do you have you been having a harder time recently in life for him to come? Um what do you, you mean yeah, by that? There have been yeah, there's um my husband lost his job a while ago and so um a lot of the financial responsibility has fallen to me and so there hasn't been as much time for play. I do a lot of theater, and I'm, you know, involved in a lot of different things. So a lot of that's kind of had to take a step back for a while. Oh, so he's saying that he wants you to play. Maybe yeah. play, like a play instead of play. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's telling you to get back in the theater. Probably. <laughs> oh, that's so neat. Thank you so much, Laura. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. You'll have to let us know if a little orange kitten comes into your life. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> All right. Thank okay, you. Alton. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Okay. We are going to take our guest today, and this is really special. So now, Mark, you are on the air. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi, Mark. Mark, how do you say your last name? Yusan. Busan. Yusan, yes. So, so Mark, um, so Mark is an animal chiropractor, and as all of you listeners, regular listeners, um, know, I am a huge fan of chiropractic. I think that every animal could use an adjustment at some point in their life, and so Mark, it's really great to have you on. 
Um, what would you like our listeners to know about animal chiropractic and what you do? Um, well, basically, uh, I guess the history of it is kind of interesting. Is uh, The guy that developed this particular technique called veterinary orthopedic manipulation is a, uh, a veterinary surgeon. He's an orthopedic surgeon, and he realized that he was treating symptoms and not the problem. And he started uh, practicing. He was dating a chiropractor at the time, and this was back in 1983. And he started practicing on the animals in his office and coming up with this technique, and he did it all the way through the 80s. And it was so interesting to see, you know, like little dachshunds that had blown discs that were crawling across his floor and in two weeks were running across his floor. Um, wow. Yeah, it was re- and I, he started teaching it in the 90s. I had already been doing uh, manual manipulation, which is the way I did my uh, manipulating on humans, and I took his course, I think it was 96 is when he started teaching. And that's when I took his course, and I fell in love with the technique. I, I quite honestly uh, didn't think the activator-type uh, machine worked very good for humans, but on animals it's fantastic, oh. and I use that uh, pretty much exclusively now. Oh, so that's interesting. So you use the activator device. Is that right? It's- it's a souped-up version of the one because I work a lot with horses, and you can actually adjust it. It's actually faster than the human activator. Um, it's a custom-made one that we have for our group. And um, I, like I said, I originally didn't think very highly of the activator because I didn't like it on my humans. But for animals, because of the way they're, uh, they're four-legged and they don't have the same postural stuff that we have, uh, it seems to work better. They also have a, a reflex called a panicular reflex that we actually can see the subluxation. And it just works faster on animals, too, uh, compared to humans, uh, and it, it's just fantastic. They respond so much quicker. Yeah, my, some of my dogs and cats have, used, have, have had chiropractor with the activator, and I found that the older animals do the best with it because I think sometimes the hand manipulation can be too hard for them. Um. Yeah, actually, the, the hard part, too, with manual manipulation is that the fastest we can move is 80 milliseconds, and a reflex only takes 20 milliseconds. So a lot of times they'll fight it. You know, if you were laying on my table, I could say, breathe in, breathe out, relax, but that doesn't happen with an animal. So this only takes two milliseconds. So it beats the actual um, reflex, and uh, the technique that he developed is not the normal one that, say, chiropractors might use uh, in their normal practice, and a lot of times they'll, they'll do activator technique on the animals, but if they do this specific veterinary orthopedic manipulation, if they've taken the course, it really even seems to work a lot better than just uh, kind of winging it. Mm. So can you tell us so why would people bring their animals to you? Well, I get, unfortunately, I get a lot of the things that uh, they, I'm the last choice, so to speak, and they've tried all the other things, so it's Sometimes the cases are harder, but uh, we treat everything from ear infections to musculoskeletal issues to digestive issues to urinary uh, issues, uh, all the organs. A lot of, we're seeing a lot of kidney um, problems with animals nowadays, uh, especially cats, and um, it really works well with this uh, technique. Uh, we can do a lot more for them a lot of times th- uh, in conjunction with the allopathic way of doing things. Right. So how do people get in touch with you or or well, um, or other veterinary um, orthopedic the, manipulators? The best thing to do is the, the website that Dr. Inman has. It's called vomtech, T-E-C-H, dot com. And mm-hmm. basically you just go to 
the uh, website and find out what state you're in and see who's the local person doing it. And there's a list of chiropractors and veterinarians that are on the list. And the best thing to do, quite honestly, is to call and make sure that they're still doing it um, and, uh, you know, in your area. And, see, you know, that would be the best way. Now, I'm in Texas right now, and I'm heading to Florida, and um, uh, I basically uh, do quite a bit of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and my phone number is uh, 800-888-4550. And, uh, oh, that's wonderful. I have a lot of clients in the Dallas area. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I will definitely be sending them your information. Um, again, say your, say, tell your phone number one more time. My phone number is 800-888-4550. And uh, like I said, I'm in the Dallas area, and we're heading to Florida in the Treasure Island, Tampa Bay area. We'll be there soon. The number will stay the same. And uh, vomtech.com is where they would find it if they're in other states. Great. So you travel around. So if we get a bunch of people together, could you come to us? Um, yeah, depending upon how many are there. And, you know, a lot of times there are uh, people in your area. And as a chiropractor, what we uh, do is we work underneath the veterinary's license as a veterinary. It's kind of a, called an affiliate. And so um, as long as we have permission from your local vet, then we're good to go. Oh, that's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's such a great thing that you're doing for people, such a great service for people and their animals. Big believer. Yeah, we um, do nutrition for them, too. I help teach the nutrition portion of the course, uh, and so I have a product line that uh, a lot of the vets and chiropractors are utilizing. It started out as a human product line, but actually the, the products themselves uh, work just as well, if not better, on animals. So tell us what, what those are. Uh, the one thing that I have that uh, kind of started with is the glucosamine sulfate product for arthritis. And uh, there's a lot of products that are out there that unfortunately uh, don't work that well. So a lot of the vets uh, kind of shun those type of products just because they've had um, not very good success with the ones that are there. And that are, those are usually the ones that have chondroitin sulfate in them or glucosamine HCL, or uh, there's another one called pernia caniculus, which is a green lip muscle. Those are larger molecules, only absorbed about 32 to 36%, whereas glucosamine sulfate, which is made from shrimp, crab, and lobster shells, that's absorbed 98%. And we developed a product that has a lot of herbs, uh, herbal extracts that are pain-relieving and anti-inflammatory. So Literally within three to five days, we're normally getting results of animals walking better and stuff like that uh, with that product. It, uh, humans, it's kind of interesting. They may take one to three weeks, but dogs uh, are usually about three to five days. Oh, wow. And how can people get a hold of those? those uh, same stuff? thing if they just call me at my 800 number. Uh, the other thing, too, is on um, you spoke to my wife, Lori, at Linens for Animals. Uh, I'm on their hero page. Uh, so they can go to linensforanimal.org on that, and they can get, get see the order form there as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so we are going to talk to one of your dogs today, right? Yes, we want to talk to Sheba. And Sheba, and so Sheba has been getting attacked by Shiloh. Right, and you spoke with Shawnee, a dog that was our matriarch that passed a couple of weeks ago with Lori, and Shiloh has now become, quote-unquote, the matriarch. And um, they got along great for about five years, 
and then all of a sudden uh, something went wrong in the pack. I know originally Lori's mom passed away, and we got her shih tzu for a while, and um, after we got done with her, or got her adopted out, there still seemed to be some kind of a problem because she kind of messed up the pack, but there was still a problem, and it seems like Sheba's the one that's getting beat up on all the time, and she doesn't cowtail to Shiloh, and I don't know why, and if there's a reason why Sheba maybe um, doesn't like Shiloh uh, or doesn't respect her. I was kind of wondering what, what that was all about. So, so what do you mean she doesn't cowtail to her? Does that what, what exactly does that mean? Well, you know, all the other dogs, you know, they play with her, they kiss her, they lick her, they try to be buddy-buddy with her, and Sheba kind of puts her nose up and wants to kind of walk away from her and not be friendly with her like the other dogs do. Okay, but but Sheba's getting attacked by Shiloh? Yes, um, it's um, happened three times, and, and uh, or four times, and we, we she almost lost her leg the one time. Uh, yeah, we, and didn't we talk to Shiloh once before, and there was something going on, like she was getting confused, or wasn't there something like that? Yeah. That, she, that well, there was something yeah, clicking off something in her brain or something? Right, but it's funny, but we don't know why Sheba doesn't, isn't um, being friendly towards her. I mean, they got along for four years, and it seems like all of a sudden she's not, you know, like I said, she's not kissy-kissy like with the rest yeah, of Yeah, well, if something's changed in her makeup, I would understand that. If she's being more unpredictable, I would understand that distance. Um, but let's, let's ask Sheba yeah. um, what she thinks about that. Okay, let me get her, and she's like, um, for the listener, she's like a is she a black lab or is she a mix of with a black she's lab? A, she looks like a black. She's about thirty pounds. She's a black lab that looks like kind of a dachshundy head. <laughs> yeah, she's cute. Yeah, she's and her brother has a chihuahua head. We we rescued them out of a garbage can <laughs> area. Okay, let's get Sheba. I don't like Shiloh anymore. I know they say to just be nice to her. But I don't trust her. And you know what? I don't think I need to. She's scary to me. When I look at her, I get the shakies. It's like you're not nice. Why would I be friends with you if you're not nice? If I got too close to her, she might get me again. I don't want her to get me again. I think that they should lock her up in a cage. Or I think that when she's around me, they should keep her on a leash. I don't think she's safe. Okay. Tell my dad to let us be separate. <clears throat> Is that something that you can do or no? Um, well, when we leave, we do separate them. Um, uh, but when we're here, they're usually, and quite honestly, we're on three acres, so they're, they move around quite a bit, and they're not always together. And yeah. Now, is she is she still hurting from the last, uh, or from the surgeries, do you think? Well, let me see. Yeah, my elbow hurts when I move it. 
Was it a front leg? No, it was her back uh, leg, and the, it opened it up, basically, the whole belly area. Oh, my gosh. So maybe her elbow from overcompensating on the back. Yeah, might be. It's the left elbow. Okay. I'll work on that more. The pain of the feeling of it. It's more the memory of it, too. Oh, okay. It was it was traumatic. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I don't want it ever happen again. I don't want that to ever happen again. Aw, I think that's true that you should, I think she's right in the fact that if she doesn't feel safer around her, that just to keep separating them when you're not home and to really keep a good eye on them when they're together, because she feels like it comes out of the blue. She feels like it's, it happens so quickly. Right, and it does. Yeah, so to really keep Sheba safe. And I understand, Sheba, why she doesn't want to go over and lick her because, you know, you don't want to get too close to a dog. Right, well, I mean, Shiloh actually is kissing her at the time and, you know, you know, trying to kiss her and be friendly with her, and Sheba just kind of t- turns her nose away and doesn't want to be involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, we're, we're, I, I have, for all you listeners, you know, when I do these readings, I sort of go into another space. So I don't always remember like all the details of the of of what the animals have said, but I remember that with Shiloh there was talk about Shiloh not being able to control her behavior. And that is really scary. So right. I I understand why knowing that, I understand why Sheba is like, I'm gonna keep my distance because you just don't know what will set it off and a lot of, and I think I remember something about a smell or something. So a smell could set her off, and that could happen really fast. You know, if she, if all of a sudden Sheba, you know, gets a gets a different um, feeling like of anxiety or fear, and maybe that smell could even set Shiloh off. So I I see why she's keeping her distance. It's smart. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you very yeah. much. Aw, I'm sorry you guys are living with that. That's no fun to live with. I know, and they got along so well for like four or five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aw. So, Mark, will you give us your phone number again? And, sure. Um, and also, uh, linensforanimals.org is that people can go and and learn more about Linens for Animals, which is your, your wife's organization, and also more about your, your health products. Yes, yeah, there'll be a few other products that they can read about on there as well. Uh, the uh, Linens for Animals is the L-I-N-E-N-S-4, is F-O-R, animals, A-N-I-M-A-L-S, dot org. And my phone number is 800-888-4550. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mark, and for all that you do for the animals. Thank you for all you do, and thanks for helping us out. Ah, oh, sure thing. <laughs> okay, Mark, day. hope to meet you I hope to meet you sometimes with my guy. Okay, that would be great. Yeah. Okay, be well. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, everybody. Um, veterinary chiropractic, it's so so important. I'm really interested to find out, to have my animals um, worked on by Mark. I'm going to see if I can make that happen somehow. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to take Katie, our next 
caller. And Katie, you are on the air. Oh, no, you're not. Are you on the air now? Hello? Katie? Hi there. Hi, how are you, Laura? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm calling about my Labrador Comet. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about Comet. And, Absolutely. Um, so Comet I got about four and a half years ago um, within about three weeks of a dog that I had um, who passed away who I had before I had kids and was really like I felt my soulmate and the love of my life. And she was actually a Labrador mix. And I was so devastated to the point where, like, my parents and people were starting to intervene uh, we're going to, you know, have to do something. You're so distraught. You're so upset. And so as I started coming out of it, I found Comet, and we adopted her when she was maybe about six to eight weeks old. And from the second I got her, I kind of felt like I couldn't separate from her. She couldn't separate from me. And people would notice very young, they say a lot of lab puppies are kind of more mellow and easygoing, but they would say, oh, Comet's really wired hot, and she's anxious, and she's trying to tell you something, and she's talkative. And um, so basically where I'm at now, um, four and a half years later, is um, everywhere I go, she's like my shadow. She follows me if I'm doing something at my desk. She's like trying to tell me, Hey, what about me? I I, I got to do something with you. Or if I try to take the kids to school, she's bursting out the door to jump in the car and take them to school. If I um, have c- company come over, um, the other dogs, you know, might bark for a few seconds, but then they'll settle and she'll keep, you know, yelling and barking and not in an aggressive way at all, but just mm-hmm. like she has stuff to say and um, just the sweetest sweetest kindest dog um with our other dogs they're she's their favorite we have two other dogs in our home and then um my mom's dog who's over here almost daily and everybody gravitates to her my kids so the other dog what do you want to ask her exactly or tell her yeah yeah i mean the first thing is is i mean i'm concerned is when she's always talking to me is it more of like an anxious component like she's worried about something or is it more just that she thinks that we're best friends and she wants my time and she's like let's go play basketball take me to the park or is it more because the other piece of the puzzle with comet is that she um has idiopathic epilepsy so I um, have a real hard time kind of, I think that's another piece of the puzzle where I can't separate myself from her. I have a hard time leaving the house for long periods of time, or I always worry like, oh, yeah. How often does she have um, seizures? Thankfully, she's been on medication um, for about a year and a half, and I've only seen two of them, and they happened about eight to ten months apart. So knock wood. We've got good control over them, but good. she definitely, yeah, she's always telling me something, like all okay. the time, all Let's day. Out. What is she telling you, and yeah. what can, 
and that you feel like she's it's a little excessive, and what can you do to calm her down? Well, not that it's excessive because I'm one of those nuts where it's like, you know, I can't even distinguish my three human children from my three canine kids. Like I would, you know, bend over backwards and move heaven and earth and do anything for her. But, yeah, I'm just concerned. Is she nervous about having a seizure or is she the other dogs in the house stressing her or the okay, kids? Or is there okay. any, yeah. Let's I'm gonna ask okay. Her. okay. 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 Let okay. me get her. Um, yes. Comet is her name, right? That's right. I just do have a lot to say. I mean, sometimes I am anxious. Sometimes my shoulders feel like they're moving, and they're not moving. And sometimes oh, I feel like I have to breathe really hard. But I don't want to breathe really hard. I wish my body would settle more. But it's all up in the front of me. Mm-hmm. My back end feels pretty calm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a tight pain in my chest. And I hate that feeling. And if I seizure, sometimes I have a hard time swallowing. So sometimes if I have a hard time swallowing, I'm scared I'm going to have a seizure. Because sometimes my throat does close up, but I don't seizure. I just want to tell my mom that I think I need a calming medicine to help with my shoulders, my chest, and my throat. But I also want to say... Sometimes I talk because I enjoy talking. Sometimes I say, let's go play. Sometimes I say, can we play more? (laughs) Sometimes I say, people are here. And when people are here, I love it. Hmm. I love to have this over. Hmm. I love my family. Hmm. And I'm really happy. Hmm. But I battling medicine. That's interesting because she does have this, like, always this form of anxiousness. Mm-hmm. I was wondering about that because, you know, we just spoke about a chiropractor. Um, sometimes if they need an adjustment, they mm-hmm. it affects their nervous system. So, mm-hmm. and I've heard things, like, with some of the dogs that I've spoken to or some of the animals, that same sort of feeling in the chest, not so much an anxiousness in the chest, but like mm-hmm. a pain in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like problems swallowing if they need an adjustment. So have you ever taken her to a chiropractor? You know, I haven't taken her, but Brooklyn, the dog I was speaking of before, had very good results with a chiropractor. So, oh, yeah. that's her and just see and just see what happens because I've also heard that um, sometimes when they're out of alignment, that can cause seizures too. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be a miracle if you could just mm-hmm. give her adjustment and all those things go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And does she, like, is there a way to know, like, out of the dogs or the other kids, like, who she feels closest to or you just get a general sense of, like, she feels close to everybody in the family? Like, she just... I like the young girl. Who's that? Um, actually, uh-oh, there's a young boy 
named Junior, who he's like we think about two years old. That's my mom's dog. Then there's a little poodle, and then a, a senior girl. But there's no you young have, girl. You have a kid, Seneca? Do you have a daughter, though? I have a daughter. Yeah. Oh, so that's maybe who it is. That's Ava. Yeah. Yeah. So she lo- yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love and you, her. Yeah. Yeah, and do you, you don't, like, can she tell you or do you have any sense of if any parts of who she is was Brooklyn coming through her again or no? She's oh, home. did you feel like she was Brooklyn? I I did only because, um, like, her birth and, and Brooklyn's death, like, were very close in the days, and then her actual full name is Brooklyn's Comet, and I just think that's kind of like mystical, and like I just feel like I know a lot to me, or yeah. Yeah, does she know? Does she know? Is she Brooklyn reincarnated? No, I'm not. She's not. But she brought her. Brooklyn. She oh, brought. She brought. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. She said, "My mom needs you." Yeah. Yeah. And I'll and, help get there. Yeah. And she also. She also said, was Brooklyn a girl or a boy? Brooklyn was a girl. girl. Yeah. And she also said that my mom needed me Mm -hmm. so that I could take care of her. Yeah. And she could take care of my soul in this lifetime. Mm. Because I need her. Mm. I need calming medicine. You might want to take her to an herbalist, too, and see if they know of anything that can help calm her. Yeah. No, I love that because I've been so lucky with the phenobarbital that that's gotten good control, right? But anything extra that I could do, why not? Yeah. Like you say, if it's a simple thing. Yeah. 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 Will you call us back in and let us know how she does when you do those things? I'd love to hear. I love it. Thank you so much, Laura. Sure, Katie, you be well. You and Okay, you too. Okay, bye. Bye. Let me calm it. Um, okay, so our next caller, thanks to Deanna and Kendra in the screening room. She's, they've got me all set here. Um, okay, so my next caller is Caitlin. Caitlin, you are on the air. Hi. Hi, Caitlin. So, um, so tell me, Caitlin, who do you want to talk to today? Um, my dog Nala. And Nala, she's twelve years old, and she's a female lab, right? And she yes, eats rats. Lab. And um, and so is she sick or is she passed um, away? Well, no, uh, she's just getting really old, and she's uh, mm-hmm. starting to get like arthritis pain and uh-huh. we just want to know if she's happy and what we can do to make her feel better and we have we got um a new puppy only uh like in july and uh-huh. uh if we could just know if she's happy with him okay what's his name what's the puppy's name uh jake jake oh that's cute okay so we're going to get nala we're going to ask her if she's happy, a 12-year-old female lab. Okay, hold on. I'm really happy. Aww. My family is really nice. Oh, 
They sit with me every day, and they pet me and talk to me. Sometimes they tell me stories, and they rub my sore areas. I love my neck rubbed, and my hips are kind of sore, but I like above my hips and my thighs. I like my thighs rubbed. And I also like cheese. I like cheese. Uh, what were you gonna say? Uh, if she uh, if she's happy with our new uh, our new puppy. Okay, so we're gonna ask her if she's happy with Jake. And Jake looks like what? Uh, he's a also a yellow lab, but he's more of a dark yellow, more of a golden color. Okay. Okay. He's annoying and fun at the same time. <laughs> Sometimes he really gets in my way. And I think, let me sleep. <laughs> and other times I love to watch him. He's so much fun to look at. But he's still really clumsy. He will never be as agile as I was. <laughs> I was really agile. He thinks, but not always that smart. But I'm going to teach him more, and I'm going to make him smart. <laughs> I need a little bit of a rest from him at night. Okay. Can you keep and, him a um, little bit more away from me at night? Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's that like puppy spaz out time, you know, when the puppies go a little bit crazy in the later later afternoon, early evening. Uh, is she in any kind of pain or anything? Yeah, she said that she has um uh, that she likes her neck being rubbed, so her neck is a little bit of sore, and then also her hips hurt her. And um, and also it, like her her hocks are also sore, which is um, it's like right above her heel, you know that area of her legs in her hind end, and that's actually really common for older dogs to be sore there. And uh, did, would she ever? Does she like because? Uh, we don't take her very often on walks, but would mm -hmm. she um, like to go on walks anymore? Is she happy like, with what she gets? Okay. I would like to go on a little walk. I like grassy areas. I like to just sniff around. Yeah. I don't like always... walking, walking. I like sniff time. <laughs> I think that maybe you should just take her to different places and just let her kind of sniff around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Caitlin, thanks for calling in with Thank you with so much. Anna. Thank yeah, you. Good to talk. Bye. Bye. Sweet Okay. So my next caller is Meg. Meg, you're on the air. Hi, Laura. Hi there. 
Hi, I'm calling about my boxer, Cooper. He's about okay. two years old, and they say he has inflammatory bowel disease, and oh. everything he eats just goes right through him. He oh. um, he got he got really sick after taking a flea medicine, and he lost a lot of weight. And oh now my I gosh. Guess what? Yeah. What flea medicine was it? It was Comfortus, the oral oh one. My yeah. That's supposed to be not such a bad one, too. That's what I heard. But he had some immune issues from when he was little. I think he just, like, took way too many antibiotics because he got pneumonia. And, you know, he's had some health challenges. But, but oh. after this, he lost a lot of weight. And now everything he eats, I guess, his body just treats as a toxin and spits it right out. So he's gained back some weight, and he seems to be feeling better. But he still just has really bad diarrhea. So I'm wondering if he knows what kind of food makes him feel good, whether canned or raw or dry or what kind of protein he needs, or does he know what okay. feels good in his tummy? Okay, so you've given him all those things. You've given him canned, you've given him mm-hmm. dry like kibble, and you've given him raw food? Yeah, and right now he's on no starches. He's on just meat and some veggies. But still, mm-hmm. no matter what I give him, he still just has bad diarrhea. So. Oh, poor baby. You know know what you can give him, too, is colostrum, because colostrum is really healing to the intestinal tract. Okay. And there's been really good results with colostrum and and irritable bowel. Okay. And I do want to sort of throw this out to you, and I don't, you know, every animal is different, but my dog Stormy, he had some of these issues, too, and the only thing that he can eat is duck, and he eats Stella and Chewy's duck, but it's, like, okay. literally the only food he can eat. <laughs> I've heard so, that, raw, um, that raw isn't good when they have small intestine issues because they don't have time to break it down, but I don't know. I don't know if that's true yeah, or that's no, what I I've heard. But. To be honest with you, I don't really know. There might be different views on that. Um, okay. um, but I know that raw works really well for Storm. And if he doesn't have that, he has, like, diarrhea. But let's get Cooper and see what he says. Hold okay. He's, he's two years old, and he's a, a brown boxer with a white face and white right. paws, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. You know, my stomach's getting better. Good. It doesn't burn as much. Okay. It used to burn all the time. Mm-hmm. And also, when my stomach would burn, my eyes would burn. Yeah. And now it doesn't burn as much. I get really hungry because mm-hmm. I'm really athletic. He is. <laughs> But I think I need to eat a couple of meals a day. Because if I eat too much at once, I start to get bubbly stomach. Okay. He's been eating three times, but maybe we'll switch to four. Oh, that's interesting. Let me ask him if when he says that he needs to eat a couple of times a day or a few times a day, if that means what he's getting now or more than what he's getting now. Okay. More than what I'm getting now. Okay. Because especially at night, it hurts. I wonder why. Do you feel something no, but, different at night? No, but the, this last week, he's been wake, really restless at night, waking up like he's hot and getting off the bed and, 
laying on the floor and, ah, you know, sighing and going outside. And so I guess it's time oh, to more. That's burning the stomach, too. Like sometimes when they start to get that acid reflux, which sometimes comes with the irritable bowel, um, it will, they'll like pant. Um, poor baby. Because I've okay, actually been giving on. him a bigger meal at night, which is weird. But he says he wants more. Oh, you've been giving him a bigger meal at night? Yeah, I used to give him a can. Now I give him a can and a half. So. Oh, so maybe that's much. what he's saying. That hungry because he's athletic, but it's too much. Okay. So that's probably what he's saying. I'll just break it into smaller meals. Yeah, maybe you could give his maybe and give it to him earlier, maybe. Okay. Um. What are you saying? And I'll. I like the crispy treats. Do you know what those are? They're like biscuits. The biscuits, yeah. They're you like those? No grain biscuits. Those are fine in my stomach. Okay, good. I can have those as a meal. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and also I want to tell my mom, I mean my water raised. Okay. If my water's down too low, it burns my stomach. Now I have absolutely no idea why that would be. I mean, it is raised inside. His bowl outside isn't, but I could put it in a thing, you know. Yeah, so he's probably saying he wants the outside bowl raised like the inside bowl. I don't know why it would burn his stomach by having to lower his head. That's really interesting. I don't know why that is. Maybe a holistic veterinary vet, vet might know why. Yeah, okay. Wait, she's saying, she's saying something else. Also, I want to tell my mom, I want to practice. Practice. Knowing what to do training. Okay. I want lots more training. More training, all right. <laughs> I want to know, it looks like he wants to do something where he has to wait before he jumps in the car. Do you know what that is? Yes. Well, he'll jump on the bed and everything, no problem, but then when I take him to get in the car, he acts like he can't jump in the back. And he oh, can't. he wants to practice that. He wants training. I've been giving him chicken and telling him to jump up, so. <laughs> oh, he wants more chicken. <laughs> yeah, but also he sounds like he really wants to be able to jump into the back of the car, so. Okay. Um, oh, that's good. I like lots of training. Teach me to do things. Okay. Have you, taken him, to, have you taken him to a holistic vet? Not yet. He had he had a reading with another intuitive, and she told me mm-hmm. where the inflammation was. So we just need oh, to good. find a good holistic vet around here. So. Yeah, I would find one because you might be surprised on what they know about how to detox that confortus out of his system and how to rebuild up his intestinal tract. Because he's okay. so young, you know, that yeah. they might be able to help you. Okay. And um, he says he's feeling better, so that's good. And he's yeah, he is. Big... he is. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much you for calling in. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Who's next? I miss I a little bit here. Don't you guys miss miss I? Okay, we're gonna get um now Lori is on the air. Oh, Lori, is it you? It is me. 
Oh, your show rocks. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, well, tell me what's going on. Well, um, I guess I'd like to talk about my bunny. She lives on the porch, and her name is Opal. She's an Angora bunny. Oh, nice. She's getting older now, and I know she didn't like it in the house before, but I'm just thinking that she might be older older now and be more comfortable in the house. She has a condo, a kind of a place on the porch, and if she was in the house, it wouldn't be quite as much room for her. And I know she doesn't like the dogs, but um, I guess I just... Okay, can she do something where she's in the house some part of the day and out on the porch other parts of the day? Yeah, yeah, as long as, you know, I don't, I want her to be warm all the time, not where she gets cold when she goes outside then. I don't know, I guess I had some kind of an idea that it's too hard for her to warm cold, warm cold, but. No, I think she can handle that. Well, where do you guys, where do you live? In Wisconsin. Oh, gosh, so it is cold. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like California cold. It's cold. Yeah, she's long hair though, so it. Yeah, know, right. That's rather get cold. I, yeah, I, so know. let's ask her what she wants. And the only reason why I asked her if she could do like part time inside and part time outside is because if she's been outside for a long time, you know that's sort of like her home and her space, and so it might be easier to transition her if she had, you know, sometimes in and sometimes out. And when you say her her area will be smaller, just so I can tell her, how much smaller will it be? Like, what what exactly will her area look like? Well, it would just be one level where she's got a couple of levels now, you know, on the porch. And she can, okay. she can come out, too, you know, on the floor in the house. I know she doesn't like the dogs. And, oh. and then when I put her back on the porch, she's always so glad to, you know, get back in her condo, so... I think she's comfy out there, and I'm not sure she even likes it in the house at all. But you can't bring the condo in the house. Okay. Huh? No, no, it hangs on the wall, and it, it's really set up just for her. It's, okay. Uh, okay, let me, let's get Opal and see. What color is she? Oh, she's kind of a gray, long hair. Okay. Yeah, hi, Mom. She's <laughs> oh, I love her so much. She's so cool. Thank you for talking to me, Mom. <laughs> Mom, I want to tell you you're my best friend. Oh, she's the best bunny. And I want some green vegetables. Oh, she gets so many every day. She's so cool to feed because she, she gets so excited. She's so enthusiastic. You'd think she never had them. And she I gets them every day. Par- I think it's parsley. I can't tell if it's parsley or cilantro, but it's one of those she wants more of. Okay. Well, she okay. She can have all she wants. She's so cool when you feed her because she just, oh, she's so happy. I just love to feed her. <laughs> I call them bouquets. I bring her bouquets all day. She says she wants a new area inside. Oh, she does. Okay. Can I can I have the corner part of the room? Yes, she can. Okay. Okay. And I want to I want to set up where I can run around and be safe from the dogs. Can I have a setup like that? You know what's interesting is Bean, my bunny, is behind me right now. And I Aww. think Bean told her what her setup looks like because um Aww. because she sort of it sort of sounds like her setup. So 
it's what be what my bunny has is an X pen. Do you know those? And they're it's like a it's a collapsible pen that you can set up. Oh, okay, like they have for puppies? Yeah, exactly. It's made for puppies. And that's what Bean is in. Wow, well, that is yeah, nice. I want one like that, she said. I think Bean was talking to her. And you know what, Mom? And I want a couch cushion in my pen. Can I have a couch cushion? In her does new pen? Have, or? Does she, yeah, in her new pen. Does she sit on the couch with you? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I never think she's very comfortable. I put the dogs away, but she's always kind of leery, you know. And actually, my white hound dog is kind she of... Says, she says, that's because it's not my own space, Mom, and it stinks. Oh, it stinks? It's so smelly of dog. So what oh. she's saying <laughs> is that when she, when you bring her inside, she gets a little bit nervous because it smells so much like the dogs. It doesn't feel like her space. But if you had, like, a little pen for her that you could get into, like that X pen, if you could get into and sit on, like, a cushion like the couch, then she would feel safer because she would have her own area. Does that make sense? Oh, sure. I wonder how I'd keep the – I think the dogs would bother her. I don't know how I'd do that. I'd have to come up with something. No, you could train them. How old are the dogs? Really? Yeah. yeah, my one dog is is pretty old. I think she's about fourteen, and then I have a actually my little cocker. I'm not too worried about just my hound dog. Yeah, you can train them because I had a wolf hybrid who wanted to kill any small animal, and she ended up learning how to sleep with my bunny. Come on! Oh, yeah, you can, you can definitely teach them. Teach them to leave it. Huh? And oh, leave. Leave it. it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, she's saying something else. You know what, Mom? I would like to go outside sometimes. Oh. <laughs> Even in the snow? I do that sometimes in the in the summer, you know, and then they, they have those real nice little harnesses, look kinda like a T shirt. Just oh, so yes. that I just so that I can catch her if she if she gets too far, but um yeah, Mom, I look, love it. I love it. She loves the grass, yeah. Does she love the snow? But she's also saying that if she was inside, she would want to be in her outside area, too, sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy enough. I could go out there for a couple of hours. The nights are getting cold. Are they? I was afraid of that. She's getting older. You could give me more hay. Does she have hay now? No, actually, right now she doesn't have hay. She could have some more hay. I haven't bought her hay for a while. I don't know why. Hmm. Oh, so okay. she thinks she would like like some hay if she's going to be outside to keep her warm. Oh, really? Well, I don't want her to be cold. She can come inside to stay warm. I always thought she was kind of warm out there. Other, You know, when she was, I would check. And yeah, you're right about her getting a little bit older because she seems just like a little, like a little chilled at night. I wouldn't say freezing. But a little chilly. Okay, there is a heater there, and you know she's never she's always had it in there where you know it's just according to her body on there it'll warm yeah. up. Oh, that's so good. It stayed near it except now this winter she I don't see her laying on it a little bit once in a while, but she's always oh. stayed away from it. I think it was too warm for her. 
Yeah, right. Oh, it's neat that you have it in there, though. I could come in, Mom. Okay. I want to get used to it. Yeah, that's a good idea. I love the outside air. She what? I love the outside air. If you put me outside in the air for a a couple of, wait, hold on, for a couple of hours each day, I want to be in the outside air. I think you should, honestly, I think that you should do it slowly. I think you should get one of those pens and bring her in for a couple hours and have her be inside and then put her outside in her area. And then just keep expanding the time over the next couple of weeks until she's more inside than out. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then keep keep me posted. I'd love to hear how she does. Oh, I sure will. We can check in with her and see what she thinks of the dogs. She gets to know them a little better. You know. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, thanks, Laura. I'll try that. Thanks, Lori. You too. Thanks a lot. Okay, so I think it's time for words of wisdom with Stormy and maybe even being my bunny today. But I did want to... Um, tell you all that I've got something really exciting happening. Um, A long time ago, I had this parrot named, it was nine years ago, I moved into a home um, that had a parrot. And uh, the parrot was in the basement, and it had been abandoned. And uh, she was eating maggots. And she had, like, no water. And she was, like, totally, completely crazy. She was blue and gold macaw. And um, I rescued her, and I had her as my parrot for a while. And um, she was wonderful, but she had some aggression issues that kind of scared me. Um, but she she was a wonderful bird. So I found her this amazing home. But I made them sign a contract saying that if they ever can't have her anymore, that she has to come back to me. So a couple of weeks ago, I got a phone call that Seymour is coming back to me. <laughs> so I have a blue and gold macaw I'm getting on Monday. Her name is Seymour, and I'm very excited about having her back. And I ordered her this gigantic cage, and she's going to be in the same room as Bunny my bunny bean, and she's also going to um, to be in the same room that I do the radio show. So we are going to have Seymour on as a guest next week. We're going to ask her how she's doing in the new home. But I'm going to ask Bean for some words of wisdom now, my bunny, what she thinks of uh, Seymour coming back. Bean actually never knew Seymour, but I've been talking a lot about her. Bean, honey, what do you think about having the parrot come into the house? What do you think about sharing your room? I think it will be fun for me. I'm a little bit scared because all the animals are talking about how loud she is. Seymour can really... I just want to tell everybody to love all your animals where they're at. If they have issues, love them anyway and imagine them perfect. I think that is great words of wisdom from Bean. And that's just what we're going to do with Seymour. 
So thank you all for joining us today on Pet Psychic Radio. Uh, remember to check out my website, thepetpsychic.com, for um, updates and blogs and posted other radio shows and also how you can learn with me online. And uh, thank you all for joining me today. She can talk to me.